to this episode of the episode. episode. I'm from Minnesota. Minnesota. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Scores and Pours with me, Emily Joe Mott, and radio host Ms. Emily Reese. Hello, hello. We are at Black Stack Brewing in St. Paul, Minnesota, and you know, by popular demand, people have said, "Hey, go visit some local breweries." You talk about like. Oktoberfest and beers from <laughs> Germany and shit, and we just finished an episode on Rodenbach and Flemish ales, uh, red Flemish ales to be precise. And so we pardon a little background noise of conversation and music, uh, but we are on location, and that's part of it. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um, we've, I think I've had. I've definitely had their beer before, but I've never been here, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, they, I was only here a couple, like about a year after they opened, and you know, good beers, decent beers, and according to a lot of people I've talked to, the beers have only improved, which, you know, one of the things that I really like about this brewery is they really encourage all their employees to be part of the process, whether that's like helping can, helping, you know, do things behind the scenes, and contributing their feedback nice. to like what makes a good beer, uh, and I, supposedly that's made the beers even better, so I'm excited to get tasting. I mean, <laughs> that's why we're here. That's why we're here. You come into the tap room, and it's very large. Parking is moderately funny uh, and you know it's amusing it's hard to get a parking spot uh, on a busy night but it's a beautiful space um, old warehouse uh, large enough to you should be able to find a, a seat um, they usually have food trucks we got some tamales that we're really excited to taste I'm so excited. Tamales are one of my favorite things in the world, so I'm really excited. We should probably talk about the Johnsons and their beer first. Yeah, let's do the beer thing. <laughs> All right, so Scott Johnson, so he's the basically the founder of Blackstack. He's been in beer a really long time. He started, he was working in the 90s doing a lot of like importing, distributing for some of the best beers in the world. And, you know, some people would argue what the best beers are, but I would say some of the most you know, name-worthy beers in the world, like Quack, which is now called Koningshoven, Triple Carmelite, stuff like that. So Ooh, his, you love Triple Carmelite. I do love me some Triple Carmelite, that like it's true. your absolute number one favorite beer? It's my number one favorite triple that is Belgian and not craft Belgian. <laughs> so when I taste it for the first time, I have, it has a special place in my heart. I know there are triples that are more... I, well made, no, but they are smaller batch and they do, they're more complex. Yeah. But yes, it's one of my favorite beers. Okay. In I that didn't well. mean to derail no. you talking about Derail stuff. me yeah. all day. <laughs> uh, and so anyway, he, you know, leaves that business and in 2017, Blackstack is, was, was formed and here we are today. I was here a few months after they opened to decent results, good results, and I've heard that they've only gotten better and here we are. I love it. Four years later, and thirsty. Yes. So what'd you Always get? Always thirsty. Jill, normally I go up to the counter with Jill, but this time she's like, I'll get the beers, you get the spot. I got the spot, and I have no idea what beers we have, so this is exciting. Well, this is just being efficient, really, Emily, because yeah. it takes you, you walk around with the microphone, you're like, oh, not here, oh, yeah, not here. It's true. Oh, not here, and we're literally going one seat, one seat, one this seat, happened. one couch. So now this is just an attempt to actually 
and then I'm sitting there talking to either the brewer, the bartender, or something yeah. for days. Yeah. So we just split. Yeah. Took the rolls and ran with it. Time efficiency. It's true. I wanted so we got four beers. We figured okay. that was probably plenty. The first one is well, I mean, let's be honest. Maybe it's not. The first one is called Local Seven Five Five. This is their House New England IPA. It sits at six point eight percent alcohol. Okay. This is one of their flagships. They've had this on tap virtually since they started. Neat. Now, did you taste anything before you came over? I did. Okay. And I, I thought it was good, but I, it kind of tasted like a lot of other beers in that style that I've had that are kind of, you know, good, okay. decent. It was a lager. Okay. I figured I would I would stick with this because this is, seems like what they do well okay. um, are the IPAs. So this is their foggy. It says on the menu, our foggy favorite. So Azaka hops... Amarillo hops, citra hops, and yeah, juicy mm. and easy. It is. What do you think? Doesn't taste like 6.8. No, it doesn't. I like it. I'm I'm fascinated by how long the orange lasts on the after mm. taste. Yeah. It very... tastes like literally like somebody squeezed an orange in there. Yeah, like Fanta almost. Yeah. Like almost like soda, but fresher. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, good. I, I like it too. I don't think it drinks like 6.8. It drinks really refreshing. Yeah. The bitterness is perfect. It's a really, really well-built New England hazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's um, good. Next on the docket, we will taste in order. We're kind of going in order of alcohol levels. This is a beer called Microdosing. Gotcha. And <laughs> this is, uh, it's based with citra hops, 7.2% alcohol. And this is called, they say, once a day IPA. Not like you drink it once a day, but here they are during the fermentation process, they are giving the smallest dose of hops every day to the beer. Whoa. Usually you add it, you know, once, maybe twice during fermentation, and then you've got, like, there's a a part later that you can add it, but here they're doing citra and citra cryo. Boop. A little boop. A little boop every day. What's the virtue? What do you think that the effect of that is? Ooh. Whoa. Well, it really depends on what they consider microdosing. That's a really good question because it could be adding, you're kind of feeding small amounts to the beer, so you're not shocking the shit out of the beer. I wonder if it's that. I wonder if it's like, we're just going to keep adding the smallest amount of hops every day, and all of a sudden you've got this hoppy beer, but that doesn't drink like a really hoppy beer, you know? Mm. I don't know. I've never heard of anybody microdosing a beer like that. I'm sure it's happened in the craft yeah. beer world, but... Well, and that's what I wonder. First of all, I think that's really delicious. Um... I wonder, do you think they're still doing one big dose and another big dose during the fermentation and then in between those doses adding a little bit? I think that they're adding a, a bigger dose at the beginning okay. and then microdosing, 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 as they call it. Okay. And my guess is no. There's not like that second. I mean, there's what what's called dry hopping and you can, and there's a later time that you can add more hops but I think in this case during the fermentation process they're doing a dump okay and then the what they call microdosing gotcha. it's good okay it's fun yeah no I think it's really good I'm gonna have another little boot of that one you should I like it I do too alright next up next week <laughs> no we're not coming here next week the name of the beer is next week love that so this is 8.2% alcohol Jesus I mean goodness this is a double IPA there we go. 8.2% alcohol. Oof. Now, I do think who needs another double IPA, but then sometimes I taste them and I really like them. Yeah. 
I just don't want a f tall, tall, you know, four-pack tall boys. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd even want a whole one at 8.2, but it's happened. It's right. been known to happen. So this is Mosaic, Cryo, Strata, and one of my favorite hops, Nelson Salvan from New Zealand. <laughs> nice. This is really lemony, but it's not as bitter as I would, I mean, it's bitter, but the malts, I mean, that's why it's higher alcohol, right? Because the malts can really carry through that bitterness. Okay. I, it, it makes me phlegmy, kind of. Can you take me back to elementary school and remind me what a double IPA actually means? There's, it's, it usually means, if you compare it to a different IPA on a menu, you've got more alcohol. They're, us, they're usually using, it's not necessarily like double the hops in terms of math. It's not like, well, we used one and now we're using two times. Okay. But there's a bountiful amount more of hops used. Gotcha. So you're usually adding, it's more bitter right. as well. And so then are they adding malts to tamper that bitterness then? Yes. So that's why a double IPA is maybe more bitter but also creamier than a... No, um, no, you're halfway there. It's, it's bitter, but it's higher in alcohol because they have to add more malts so the beer can be more available sugars for the yeast to ferment out. Okay. So therefore the yeast, you know, you get higher alcohol because the yeasts are feeding, 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 feeding mm -hmm. because you're adding a higher quantity of those available sugars. Okay. And therefore then the higher sugars add this roundness, yeah. that kind of the, the quote unquote maltiness that can compete with the hoppiness. Okay. And so that's why you have more bitterness and more alcohol. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. All right, what do you think of that? I like it. I mean, I, I, I like it a lot. I, I think so far, microdosing is my favorite. Interesting. Yeah, to I, me, I so far, local 755 is my favorite. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Last but not least, the triple IPA. Good Lord. By the way, always serve me beers in a muffin tin. Yeah, right. If I get a flight. <laughs> it's a muffin tin. I just know it's great. Always serve me my <laughs> beers in a muffin tin. It's a little four, it's a little square muffin tin. We're on the Free Nelson. Which, the first thing I think of is free Nelson Mandela, so oh. then I get confused. I think of the wrestling move. Isn't it a wrestling move? No, that's a full Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's to propel you to order a full Nelson, Maybe you think about it. <laughs> Which would be a quadruple IPA. <laughs> Jesus, I know. So this is an IPA, it's a triple New England. Here it says IPA triple New England. Which to me that means it's a triple IPA, but it doesn't say that on the menu, but I'm just gonna treat it like a triple IPA because it's 10% alcohol. Good Lord, why people? <laughs> I don't know, we're gonna find out. It's uh, two distinctly delicious lots per the menu of Nelson Salvan. So this is gonna be very citrusy, very kiwi-like, very almost like Sauve Blanc-y. Um, and yeah, let's taste, let's taste this bad boy. I mean, I want a shot glass and that's all I want. I could have that instead of juice in the morning. Whoa. Like, I don't think it tastes like pineapple juice, but I could have this instead of a glass of pineapple juice in the morning in a tropical place. It's very smoothie-like and thick in that way. Even though I want to clarify for people, there's no milk sugar added to this. So it's not like, you know, one of those smoothie milkshake IPAs, because there are definitely those out there too. Yeah. But it's thick. It is really I mean, thick. It's delicious, but ooh. Yeah. As, and, but it's not hot. No, you could put a little umbrella in that with a little cherry on the end. They did have a tiki Berliner Weiss months ago. Whoa. I know, it had oh, lots of fruits in it. 
I know. We probably shouldn't talk about that. You and I think t- tiki drinks are, like, sacred. At least yeah. I do. No. Yes, you're, you are correct in assuming that I am as well. I wonder if I, like, we're on an island somewhere. Yeah. You know, there are certain gods on certain islands that were revered centuries, millennia ago. And sometimes they are depicted on a tiki glass. People think it's kitschy. But sometimes those are actual, like gods that people had, yeah. had had revered you know put a put the most delicious rum cocktail in there and we have two spiritual experiences happening yes and you're not even being facetious i'm, I'm so not no i'm definitely not <laughs> i know so kind of don't mess with tiki drinks i right. mean you know but yeah. but that's neither here nor there because this beer is delicious surprisingly and up being upset, yeah. Yeah. What were you? You raised your finger. Well, I want to just give a quick uh, thank you to our patrons. We're really appreciative of uh, your support, and we would love to have uh, those aren't supporting us. If you can to do so, you can hop on Patreon.com/scoresandpours and give us uh, you know a, a little bit of support. That would be awesome. Uh, talk about spiritual. Yeah. We love our patrons. We couldn't do this without you. So patreon.com slash scores and pours. Go on there. You can buy merch and stuff like that too. Awesome stuff. We are also on Instagram and Twitter at scores and pours. Okay, so uh, of the four, favorite. All of a sudden you're like, I'll have a full Nelson, Jill. I would. I'd a be free like, Nelson. Well, no, a full Nelson. Oh. Like, you want me to go get you a full Nelson. Which, by the way, a four-ounce pour of this is as much as, like, a Budweiser somewhere. What do you mean, as much what? Like, as much money. Oh. Because it's so high in alcohol. You know, it obviously should cost more. Yeah. But yeah. so, you know, you could go and get a full pint of Budweiser. It wouldn't be as flavorful. That's for damn sure. Well, of course not. Honestly, I really like that micro-dosing. I like that quite a bit. Hmm. The local, the local 755 tastes so light and thin compared to after, after that free Nelson. Yeah, mm. I think I also quite like the local 755, like you said, which is the first one we tried, just the normal IPA. <laughs> um, I love that, but I, I think microdosing is my favorite, and then local 755. Okay, and where does next week fall in all of this? I would say that's three, and then free Nelson is four, only because... I mean, that's a that's a hefty. It's delicious, uh, but I just can never. I would personally never go order that. Now, if people are into really high alcohol triple IPAs, I think it's really delicious. And for me, non non COVID times, because I like to keep up with the times. I don't order it for personal pleasure, but I do. I would order one, you know, and share it with three friends. Be like, yeah. hey guys, taste this. This is, you know, yeah. and then everybody can make their opinions. But you still think the local 755 is your favorite? I think out of the... I want a little more CO2. Okay. A little more carbonation, but out of the, the four of them, I think it's a really well-made beer, well-built beer. I You know, I love when I read New England IPA, and that's exactly what it tastes like. You know, right and now... And what does that mean? I think it's an IPA that, you know, flirts between 6 and 7.5% alcohol, and they usually are not as, like, citrusy as, like, a, a West Coast IPA. They tend to be a little bit more, I don't want to say danky. They just kind of have, like, a, a different kind of a hot profile and brightness to them than a West Coast IPA. And I, and I really like uh, East Coast IPAs. And so this, to me, or New England IPAs, I should say. Though, I really think that this, if I read this and I got it, I'd be like, 
I'm getting what I pay for, right? Nice. Or, yeah. or, or so the saying goes. Well, I'm so pleased that we came here because this was actually a really delicious experience. <laughs> you know, if you're into IPAs, this is one of the places in the city to go. There are a lot of good IPAs out there, a lot of bad IPAs out there, but it's a really fun experience to be able to come to a place that does IPAs well and taste through a lot of New England and then what we'd call single IPAs, double IPAs, triple IPAs. If that's your jam, this is a place to go because you're going to get a lot of different profiles. There's one that they do with oats, so you can taste you can taste what does oats bring to a beer. That's really fun. And they do list everything out on their menu, so it's not just like you have to sit there and be like, what's what, and you have to ask what, what kind of hops are in here. I like that it's all spelled out for people. So, cool. Emily Reese, from my quarter Nelson to your <laughs> next week, which is right now, yeah. <laughs> uh, to Scores and Pours and to Blackstack. To Scores and Pours and Blackstack. Thank you for listening to this episode of Scores and Pours with Jill Mott and Emily Reese. You can find a beer list and a playlist and support us financially chit-ching at patreon.com slash scores and pours. You'll also find a link to our merchandise on said website. And we're on Instagram and Twitter at Scores and Pours. That's a great spot if you want to get a hold of us, send us a little DM or tweet us with show ideas or questions. We'd love to hear from you. Consider supporting the musicians we featured today by buying their music. Edited by Jill Mott and Emily Reese. Our producer is Sam Keenan. Scores and Moors. Scores and Moors? Scores and Pours is a production of June Media Inc. June.